friends. Welcome to the Creative Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Caldwell, and I'm so happy you're here. Each episode, I take some time to chat with fellow artists about life, faith, and the impact of the arts. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 59 of the podcast. I'm so grateful to be with you today, and it seriously still just amazes me how we're able to connect through this podcast. So thank you for listening. And if you're new to the show, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, I am joined by my good friend, Hannah Eckert. Hannah is an incredible dancer and is now working full-time as the operations manager with Mako Dance alongside Maggie Belial and College Station. Maggie was on episode 26, and we got to hear kind of the backstory behind Mako. And today, I love hearing from Hannah her perspective of the work that Mako is doing and just the impact that art can make on our lives and the lives of those around us. Hannah and I met while we were both dancing for Adeum 2 Dance Company, and since then she's done a lot of teaching at various studios, as well as working behind the scenes with communications, stage managing, assistant stage managing, and event coordinating. She also performed with Open Sky Arts Collective for five years before beginning her work with Mako Dance. In our conversation, we dive into the topics of dealing with injury and also what it looks like to slow down intentionally and work on quieting the noise that we are bombarded with in our everyday lives. Doing that really just helps create space for us to listen to the Lord, and I love Hannah's heart for drawing near to God. Enjoy my conversation with Hannah Eckert. super excited that we get to have a conversation for the podcast and just oh have a conversation. my gosh I am just so stinking honored like Aww. to have even been asked I'm like man yeah of course I will like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so fun well I'm super honored to have you because it's just like so awesome seeing the work that you've been doing and seriously just like it's kind of funny to say this, but it's bad because with social media, we feel like we stay in touch with people that we don't really actually stay in touch with. But right. in a way, it is nice because we get to kind of follow each other's journeys a little bit. And um, yeah. I'm always just like super encouraged by your posts on social media. So I appreciate that. <laughs> well, that's that's great to hear because I definitely, yeah, you know, I, I mean, that's always great to hear when somebody says that. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad I've been able to like keep a little eye on what you've been doing, but I'm super excited that we actually get to dive a little deeper and catch up today. It's going to be fun. Yes. Yay. So fun. Yes. So for those who are listening, basically this is Hannah and Hannah, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and <laughs> just share a little bit about uh, yeah. who you are and what you're up to right now? Totally. So my name is Hannah Eckert. Um, I am a native Texan who grew up dancing. I mean, my mom said I came out of the womb dancing. Nice. Yeah. So, and I just, I like to call myself, a, I mean, I like to call myself a Jane of all trades, but I definitely like to pursue other things aside from just dancing. Yeah. But I think my first love for sure is movement. I think I'll always, I'll always be moving. I kind of hope that I'm the grandma Moana, you know, yes. later on she's dancing with the stingray. So I just pray that that's my life when I'm older is that I'm like dancing amongst the trees. Yeah. That would be like ultimate goal of mine. <laughs> Yes, goals. I love that. <laughs> and Moana, <laughs> just a great movie. Right. Can the music. Give it a moment of appreciation. Like, yes, a moment. Man. Moana, love it. And just Disney in general. It's like right, you know. such a huge part of our lives. <laughs> oh, for sure. But yeah, just Hannah Eckert, little Texan yeah. dancer here. 
So fun. Yay. Well, it's super cool because I think we first met through Adam, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think Adam was when we officially first met. I don't know if we had done any like intensives or anything in, before that, but I right. think Adam was our yeah. was our thing. Yeah, which was super fun. So we got to like live life together. And I love that with Adam. And I feel like people that have been listening to the podcast for any length of time have probably heard me talk about Adam. But um just the like the community element there. <laughs> and it's really cool because you get to really live life together and like. I don't know, grow yeah. together in that season. So it's super special. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, I think I was 17 when I joined. Yeah. And I remember you like, you were, I mean, I guess they did a big sister, little sister thing, but you were my like, Hey, I'll like answer any questions for you. Yeah. Um, and so I just remember being young, wanting to dance and driving all the time. Oh yeah. I bet. Like, I mean, I think I drove like two hours to get there every morning wow. and then drove two hours back. Like Whoa. just commuted uh, that's coming it was probably one of my <laughs> dude <laughs> um for sure but I think it was like that was such a pivotal time for me as a dancer and as a believer and as a woman yeah you know yeah it's kind of hard to believe that you were 17 then right <laughs> <laughs> I I forget that I'm like oh yeah <laughs> I was still in high school yeah so amazing well just because I mean you have such a like a beautiful spirit and heart and maturity about you. And so just to think like, wow, I, I don't know that it really dawned on me that you were 17, but that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we had to sign a permission for one of the events we did. You were like, oh, actually, can you actually sign this or get your parents oh, yeah. to sign this? Cause I was underage. That's right. That's so funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> Minors. Right. <laughs> so funny. That's awesome. Well, good times for sure. And we can, we'll probably get more into it in a little bit too, like those experiences, but do you want to kind of rewind back to again, kind of when you first got into dance, you said you basically have been dancing like since you were born. So that's cool. Yeah. You wanted to share a little bit about kind of like your training years growing up and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, um, I started dancing with Excelsior school of dance and my mom's friend who we went to church with told my mom about them. And I think if my mom's friend hadn't said that, then I don't know if I would be the dancer I am today. Cause my mom didn't want to just throw me into a studio that was, you know, MTV shaking their booties type of situation. She really wanted me to worship the Lord and dance in excellence. Right. So Excelsior school of dance opened up or they had been open or, yeah. um, but the opportunity for us opened up. And so I started there at age five and dance there till I think I was like 15. Okay. Yeah. So I spent like the majority of my child years there uh, performing wonderful shows like Narnia and stories. I met your husband. Yes, that's right. Such a funny, um, yeah. I knew him before I knew you. That is so so funny. funny. I know. I was actually (laughs) about to ask you, (laughs) like, do you remember (laughs) taking I guess, theater classes with Ben. Yes. Oh my gosh. Back in the day. (laughs) He was, that was so great. Some of my favorite times. Yes. He was so great to my family and my sisters and my mom, like that whole family, you know, the Caldwell's are just such a great family. Yes. Now, yeah, obviously now they're my family, (laughs) but I love them so much too. (laughs) They're just great people. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So fun. Um, But yes. So I danced at Excelsior for 10 years. And then I went to Payne Academy of Performing Arts to pursue a more classical, just more classical route in a different element. So like Nutcracker 
or Coppelia, Sleeping Beauty, yes. all of those. That's like so. kind of my experience as well in high school, middle school, high school is sort of the, all the classics. So that's really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite ballet? Probably Nutcracker. Yeah. I think it just brings up so many, like a good Nutcracker. Right. Everybody has their own, but I was so biased to that one. I just, it like really solidified the seasonal feelings. Yes, <laughs> it really did. It's true. It's like weird to have Christmas without the Nutcracker sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. or the, the holiday yeah. season. So for sure. <laughs> that yeah. was really fun. That was a favorite. Yes. For sure. Very cool. So then, so it really was like what, a couple of years before you started with Audeum. Yeah. I think I only did, I counted it in Nutcrackers. <laughs> Tells you how much I really like them. <laughs> um, but I think I did three nutcrackers with the pains. Okay. And then I came to Adam. Yeah. So that's awesome. And definitely how many years did you say at Adam for? You know, only that one year. Okay. But it definitely when I talk to people, and I think it's just because, you know, once when you're in Adam, you know, you're with family and friends and you know, every all the Christian dancers, like I feel like we all touch base with Adam at least once in our career. Yes, whether it's you an know. intensive or at project dance. Exactly. Yes. Or a friend of a friend and you go take a class or like, yeah, you know, everybody. It's a big family for sure. There. Oh, for sure. So I definitely feel like I danced there way longer than one year. Yeah. But I was only there for that one season. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I feel like time is weird. Yeah. Because it definitely felt way more than one season <laughs> mm-hmm. in a good way, you know? Right. Like I look back at it and I'm like, oh, was it really only one year? <laughs> yeah. So I know you mentioned that it was a really pivotal time. Do you want to share a little bit more about the why behind that (laughs) always what made that year pivotal for me was coming out of high school and coming from being a young dancer and a young artist and a pre-professional artist to you know having to dive in with all of the professionals I definitely had to you know pick up my backpack and run and like learn how to just learn how to move quicker and learn how to observe better and learn how to trust the Lord more and I think Adam and Randy really opened that door and it was a really safe and good place for me to actually, you know, grow up, I guess is Mm. the best way to say it with like commuting, finding teaching jobs, teacher hopping. I mean, there was just a lot of elements that I had to stand up really strong in. Mm. And so I will always look back at that year as like one of the years that I grew up in many elements in many areas of life. Yeah. That's like such a good a good perspective. Yeah. So what was your next step after Adam? So after Adam, I started stepping back from dancing and I just pursued teaching. So I taught at Bonnie's for a while and then the pains actually brought me back onto their staff to teach. Oh, cool. And that was just huge in my heart and in my life. And I learned so much with them in areas such as like stage managing and event coordinating and running rehearsals and pretty much doing everything that I do now is what I learned from the pains with my time there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So getting to restage nutcrackers, you know, do all the stuff that I, I now like love, love, love doing. Yeah. What's with them. That's so cool. Yeah. I think it's probably common. I feel like for a lot of dancers to kind of shift into that teaching role pretty early on, you know, or to be doing mm-hmm. it simultaneously, like you said, like doing all the things at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And did you find there was any struggle internally from shifting from like more performance to teaching or not really for you? I don't think not really. I mean, I think I definitely missed it. Yeah. But I definitely fell in love with 
the other side of it all pretty quick. All the elements of everything is super fun for me. Yeah, that's great. Cause I think it's, it can be a hard transition, but I'm glad that it was really like something that you were loving and enjoying. Yeah. So that's awesome. So what was your next phase, I guess then? Yeah. So um, I taught with the pains and then I just continued teaching for a while. And I actually, while teaching with the pains and even Bonnie's, I was dancing with Open Sky Arts Collective. Oh, yeah. And working with Jenna Vance. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So and then it was like super small project based and then it grew into a couple days a week. And then, man, by like my last year with Open Sky, I think they were meeting like four four or five days a week. Wow. Yeah. So it just grew really quick in four years. Definitely kind of seeing their journey has been pretty, pretty amazing. Like, wow, from the project stuff. And I guess that's similar to probably even how like AJM started and stuff where it kind of builds, you know, yeah. up to a full-time thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so fun watching companies do that and prosper. And you see like, you know, you just see the growth and you see the fruit and it's just fun, mm-hmm, for, fun sure. for me to watch. Definitely. But yeah, so I danced with Open Sky and did a lot of a lot of what I do, like in the sense of assistant stage managing, event coordinating, and helping along with the operations. Yeah, with them, and then I transitioned to Mako. Awesome, which is who you're with now, currently, correct? Yes, yes, I'm currently with Mako Dance now, awesome. uh, directed by. Maggie Belisle. So, yeah. which you did an interview with her, right? Yes. Yeah, I did a little while back. I'll have to look up what the episode was, but I'll link it in the show notes because that was really yeah. fun to hear kind of her journey with Mako and, you know, kind of how it all got started. So, yeah, really fun. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, it's been really fun. And we've done, we've done a ton of work this past year and really like COVID did well for Mako. We just did a lot of performances in backyards and mm. it just was really sweet how Mako launched, you know, in the midst of the pandemic and how, how not only did it launch well, but it also like produced fruit and did well. Right. You know? Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And I'm excited to hear like more about what's happening currently and kind of the things that you've done there. Um, but while we're still kind of on the journey, I guess what what would you say are some of maybe the most impactful or memorable moments for you throughout like your training and early years professionally? Man, I, I have a ton of impactful moments, Yeah, but some of them I think would be definitely the traveling, like the mission work. Mm, yeah. Was that with um, Ballet Excelsior? Yeah. So I did it with Ballet Excelsior and then I did it with IDM Dance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went to, I went to China with Excelsior that was really fun going to China. And I was so young too. I was like 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a treat. Yeah. For <laughs> real. That's, that's pretty <laughs> epic, especially at that age. Like, whoa. Yeah. It was a super treat. And I definitely don't take for granted that trip and that opportunity. I'll, I'll never take for granted that it was just not many 12 year olds can say that they like got to climb the great wall and dance, mm-hmm. you know, a little eight counts in Tiananmen square and like, travel pretty much like we started at the top of China and then we made our way pretty much like a lightning bolt down and ended up on the Southern part of it. Okay, And yeah, it was just epic. Like you said, it was amazing. I wish I remembered more. I was just so young and yeah. probably just was so much trying to like but, soak it in. <laughs> like, yeah. Like a sponge. So, um, was that your first time being inter- out of the country, like international travel? It was. Yeah. It was actually my first time on a plane too. Oh. So I got like the little plane wings that go on your jacket. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> and kind of crazy to, I'm just like thinking of my own experiences to have your first 
time on a plane to be on an international trip where I'm sure it's like, I don't know how many hours, probably over 10. Right. Yeah. I can't even remember. <laughs> wow. So it's like, all right, you're in, you're all in. <laughs> Man, I was committed. Yeah. So you're not just flying like Houston to Dallas or something. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I loved every second of it. I, that was probably when my heart was like, oh, I can do this. I dig this. Yeah. Like I dig this, you know, in the sense of traveling and dancing and helping other people travel and dance. Like I just can get behind that pretty well. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Any other ones stand out to you? Yeah. Probably the Spain trip with I Ooh, That would be my other like super, just one of those gut, man, that was good. It was rough. I'm not anybody who went on that trip and anybody who knows of that trip knows that it was probably, it was a really rough trip yeah. for us, but the fruit of it was beautiful and amazing. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I will never take that one for granted either nor do I regret any of it. Or if I could do it all again, I would like, I grew so much on that trip and my faith grew and friendships grew and it just was totally the Lord. And that whole trip was accomplished by the grace of the Lord, which made me lean into him more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of in those times I sometimes where we have the most I don't know, opposition or obstacles or something or just challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like we have to lean into who he is and also like knowing that we couldn't do it in our own strength, I guess. So there's exactly yeah, a lot of beauty in that, even though it's like really hard. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. By the end of that trip, it was like, man, I am nothing without the Lord, mm. period. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. It's fun to hear some of those experiences and where you've been able to. Yeah to kind of travel and see the world, which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So now I guess let's dive a little deeper into Mako because I'm curious to hear more about what the work you guys are doing and kind of catching up since we talked to Maggie last. So, so did you join with her like from the very beginning? No, no, I had, um, so Mako had been around for about, well, I feel like I should know the exact detail of this. So don't, don't quote me on it, but I think they go had been around for about five years. Okay. Cause she had also, she had kind of started it like in New York, I think. And then, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So it had been yes. rolling. Yeah. So it started as a project base and she did in New York and then she came down here and then I joined her in 2018 on a project down okay. here. Cool. And danced with her. And I didn't really know Maggie then, like I knew of her and we had shared a studio and an intensive, you know, one of those, like, I know this person through this person through this person through Adam type of situations. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. But after that, let's see. Yeah. I guess last year we had gotten a little closer. She came and did a project with open sky and we got close through that project. And then last year I just was like, Hey, can I help you in whatever area you need help with? She said, yes. And here I am. That's so cool. So, so what is your role currently with the company? So I call myself the operations manager. Nice. And that's kind of what, that's what she calls me too. Um, but basically I, so I'm a dancer as well in the company, but most of the times I'm, I usually edit all the music and the interviews. Oh yeah. So I'll put together how I'll put together all her audio. That's pretty detailed in this case, I would imagine. Cause it's like, yeah, with interviews, it's not just editing, you know, like typical dance, no. dance teachers <laughs> or whatever we're editing music a lot, but to add in editing, like the interviews and piecing together in a way that fits with the message that you're trying to bring to the audience, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for people who don't know what Mako, what we mainly do. That'd be great if you want to share a little bit. Yeah. So we, um, Mako exists to listen. So we want to honor those by telling 
stories. So we honor those who have gone through primarily right now. We honor, we tell stories of cancer survivors or cancer patients or people who've lost a loved one to cancer. Yeah. So we interview them and family members and we lace over their interviews to music. And then we basically build a piece or a show telling the story or the legacy and honoring that said person. Mm-hmm. Super powerful. Yeah. I've, I've never seen anything like yeah. it before, to be honest, but yeah, it definitely takes a lot of extra detail thought and stuff to, like you were saying, cutting interviews is not just splicing and cutting. There's a lot of elements as you know. Yeah. You know? Probably very similar <laughs> to podcast editing. So, Hey, there's another yeah. job for you if you ever need one. <laughs> so. Well, I know <laughs> Put that on my little list exactly. of the Jane of all trades. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's awesome. But yeah, it's so yeah. powerful. I remember I got to go see one of the, I don't know. Oh, I think you came to the Houston one. Yes. Cause I think I danced in that one as well. Yeah. Um, I believe you so were in I, that one. Mm-hmm. That was so yeah, good. I remember you were there. Yeah. That was super yeah. powerful. And I feel like, was that like 2019, 18? I, yeah, I think it was 2018. Okay. Yeah. Um, Again, time is weird right now. <laughs> right. Like, it's so weird. Where's the last two years? I don't really know. So I don't, I have no clue. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that was super powerful. And I, I don't think I had seen anything quite like it either. So it was neat to see kind of that vision coming across and just the heart behind it and the heart of each of the dancers and, you know, choreo- and the choreography. And yeah, I can imagine that it's obviously, you know, music is such a huge part of dance anyways, but yeah, it's like the whole production is so powerful when you put all those elements together. Yeah. Something about lacing someone's words on top of music and it not being like five six seven you know it's not scripted or planned like it kind of just reminds us that we're human and kind of brings some reality into the situation exactly yeah so I'm curious what have been some of your favorite moments working with Mako oh gosh I have so many but I mean, I have so many moments in life. I love moments. That's so great. I know you're one of those people that I love being around because of how you just love soaking things in and like enjoying and being present. I think that's what it is. It's just that you're very present in the moment and it's so good. I think we all need to, I don't know, remember to do that more. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely makes life fun when you just embrace each moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so moments for Mako, man, there's so many in the sense of I love the interview process. I've loved even all the editing process, like when something clicks and like that swell of music laces right when the words end or right when the words beginning, like seeing all that fall into place is really, really beautiful for my mind. Even the shows that we did this past year, Story Lanes, and Mm -hmm. we did one in the spring for a woman. We called it, um, it was called Becca, A Story of Surrender. Mm. All of those are so beautiful and the moments within them because like the people that you're honoring are there watching their story unfold in front of them. And there's just something about that whole moment that is, I mean, it's a moment that's worth putting in your heart, putting on your, you know, your shelf of memories in your mind. Like mm-hmm. I just don't ever want to let go of seeing those people's faces and like seeing their story come to life. Yeah. Somebody that I recently interviewed, um, Hannah Newman Pan, and she works with Shining Light Ministries, which is like a they go into prisons and they'll work mm. with um, the incarcerated people to help tell their story or 
or at least recently they did a project where they were helping during the pandemic. It was actually like they would, you know, talk over the phone or over zoom or something. And then there would be an artist who would help put together something that was related to their story. And there, it just sounds like something so profound yeah. and very life-changing, you know? Yeah. So kind of a similar heart, but in a different way, <laughs> a different realm, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Which I think like storytelling, like we as dancers, we get so caught up in wanting to interpret and be abstract and, you know, yeah. put out what is like on our mind mm-hmm. instead of like, man, there's so many people in this world that has a story worth telling. Yes. It, it's, it would be fun to see more of that. Yeah. In every element, you know, whether it's telling stories and honoring those who have gone through cancer or telling, you know, like the shining light ministries, or even just telling like how somebody got engaged through a dance. Like that would just be so fun yeah. to see. That's so true. Yeah. I think there's a lot of power in, in storytelling in general. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you're saying, it would be really cool to see that incorporated more into the dance world. <laughs> so, and I think yeah. it's probably because you can kind of, I don't know, latch on to like a deeper purpose or something. Yeah. And it's relatable, you know, it's yes. something that you can, you can back behind or you can come alongside. You're like, man, okay. Yeah, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, I've experienced know. that kind of thing. It's like a testimony. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, so let's true. just tell our testimonies through dance. Yes. Let's just make that a thing now. Everybody. Everybody. Okay. <laughs> yes. Now it's the thing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's so true though. Um, I think some of the most powerful times I've had it as a choreographer is when it's not just like, yeah, about me when it's, yeah. What do you want to create? Yeah, What's right. on your mind? But yeah, when it's bringing in that, that element of helping to share someone's story or yeah, yeah, there's more to it. So that's cool. Well, actually that segue is really well into just thinking about how the arts impact people, whether it's like the people creating it or people watching or reading or that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm curious just from your experiences, how you've seen the arts impact other people. Yeah. Just um, in general or with the Mako storytelling? You know, either one or both <laughs> actually would be cool. <laughs> well, I'll go with the, the Mako storytelling first, just because that's been the most recent ones. Perfect. Um, but I think I've seen so much healing and this is one of one of the hearts behind Mako is seeing so much healing come through people hearing their stories and hearing mm-hmm. like hearing the trials they went through and not belittling it or anything. They just see the reality and then healing comes forth. There's just been a lot of healing that has come forth by people hearing their own stories. Mm, that's so cool. And I don't know, like, I'm not going to act like I know what element brings forth that or how that works. I mean, I just want to lean back and say, Lord, it's all you. Cause it is like yeah. how he orchestrates that and how he weaves that and how he, how he heals. Like, I mean, I've, I have no say in how the Lord's going to heal. He's, he's God, not me. Mm-hmm. So if it's, so it's fun to see how he chooses to heal hearts and minds and, you know, heal broken spirits and stuff. Yeah. So true. And that, that's, that's fun to see. And I guess that trails into like the arts in general, just seeing how the Lord uses arts in the sense of like music painting even things like you know we're we're kind of a crafty family so even things like my mom makes soap so like how her soap brings forth joy and hope and you know Mm -hmm. fellowship like all these little things that sometimes we take for granted the arts kind of just help keep alive in the sense of like fellowship and community and hope and yeah that's so so, 
it's just fun seeing arts and especially dance bring forth that like wonder Mm -hmm. that we I think we tend to forget in the reality of life and the nine to five life that most people you know and even most of us live right yeah so true we can kind of get caught up in the the tasks the to-do list you know the yeah just getting a paycheck or whatever and kind of don't realize how huge it is to have those moments um, where we're connecting and where we're you know being filled up too yeah yeah it's fun to know well, it's, I mean, maybe not just fun. It's reassuring to know that the Lord is a fan of the arts in every way, shape and form. True. Like not just dance, but like, as I'm sitting here outside looking at my mom's garden and like the clouds rolling in for a little storm and like the trees blowing in the wind, like all of that is art yeah. in its own way. So true. And so it's just so sweet that the Lord presents art in ways that anybody can relate to. Yeah. It's not just dance. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was watching recently. <laughs> I'm a fan <laughs> of HGTV, but um, I was uh, watching yes. <laughs> hometown takeover. So it's like the hometown people, but they go to, I don't know if you've seen it. That could be. I have. Okay. It's basically they go and they help kind of revitalize a small town in Alabama. Ooh. And yeah, so it's pretty cool just watching their process. And of course, it's like every episode's a tearjerker just because <laughs> the way, mm-hmm, like the music yeah. and the way that they do it, you know, all the elements. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's really, it's pretty cool. And it's neat. She said, um, one of the, I think it's Aaron is like one of the main people, but she says something about kind of that, like the power of art in a community and how it can really like help a community come to life and bring hope to people. So whether that's like a mural Mm -hmm. painted on a wall or just the color, you know, the vibrancy and things that it brings that element of kind of hope in life into a place. Yeah. Yeah. And even like when functionality gets revitalized, like that can be art as well Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, you know, when your roads get repaved, like it's new pavement and it's new and it's functional and it just kind of livens up everything, livens up your life. So then you're more creative. And then mm-hmm. I don't know, there's just so many elements that I'm, as I'm stepping further away from the professional dance life and more on the outskirts, like it's just fun to see. Anytime I think I have a good revelation of art, I'm like, oh, no, there's more. <laughs> yeah. So I know that you had mentioned to me your journey with dealing with an injury. I know that can be very like, yeah world shaking in a way, especially as a dancer. Yeah. So I'm, Oh yeah. would love to hear kind of <laughs> what that looked like for you in your life. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, any dancer, most all of us go through injuries at some point. Right. And I'm so grateful that mine didn't result in surgery at all, mm-hmm. um, which it probably should have in some areas, but nonetheless, it was definitely a really hard time for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I couldn't even like get out of a chair without help. I had sprained both my knees, um, oh, wow. dancing. And so I, yeah. And I'm one of those people that just, you know, I want to do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you say you want to double pirouette. I'm going to go for the triple. Like right. that's just who I am as a <laughs> dancer. And so when you can't even get out of a chair, um, it's a little ground shaking and, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of takes the wind out of you for a second. So, I mean, I, and I tell anybody this, it's like, I definitely had my middle finger up to dance mm-hmm. for you know most of that time. I was, I was just upset and I was angry and I was, you know, I was already starting to feel 
like not being done with dance because I don't feel like I'm done with dance, but I was already starting to feel the tug to more of the admin operations side. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, Lord, if you wanted it to happen, like you didn't have to completely take me now. Like, you know, we didn't need a KO, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. So what should have been like a four month recovery ended up being like, like two years Wow. in the sense of I couldn't like grand plie at all. And I still, there's still some things I can't do. Like I can't ground allegro or do epic floor work or yeah. even grand plie in fifth position. Like that's just something that I like am now totally fine with and have put on the shelf and, you know, trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, in, it's a sweet spot now where I'm at, but definitely for that, like, I think it was early 2019 when it happened. So pretty much between 2019 and like, well, I guess maybe not two years, right under two years. Okay. Right about summer last year. Yeah. I just couldn't, I just didn't function well mentally, physically. It was just rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord was good. And I think in that, like, you know, me throwing a fit with him mm-hmm. and just being down and out. And when COVID happened though, like that was kind of the Lord, like, all right, you need to get yourself together. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just have a break. Like, it's time for you to break up the dance right now and just come back with me. Like we ain't having any more of this. Yeah. And so I was really grateful for the pandemic as an artist, because it definitely took me away from that performance mentality and that I need to just get over it and like do better mentality. Mm -hmm. So when COVID hit, I was stuck at home, you know, I had nothing to do, but be with my family and heal. So yeah, that's um, kind of forced recovery time. (laughs) Forced healing. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And in that, so many other elements happened. That's when I started with Mako. Um, So there wasn't quite as much demand on my body because it was more of my brain, which I I love. I love using my brain in the arts. Mm -hmm. And then I like started biking and slowly recovering in ways that didn't feel like I was pressuring myself into being ready by this next piece type of mentality. Mm -hmm. So I know all of that kind of was probably rabbit trails, but I think anybody who has an injury, it feels like rabbit trails on the recovery. I, yes, I can imagine like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's definitely a journey. And I'm sure there's days where you're like, okay, I feel like I have a more positive outlook on this. And then days where it's like, this is the worst, you know? And yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the inside out characters. You know, you got the little joy yes. and then you got the little blue one. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes it's day by day. Sometimes it's week by week. Sometimes it's like, hour by hour. Yeah. You know, sure. And by then you just have to, you know, you just have to let God, you just got to let him do his thing. Yeah. And you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but how has your perspective on dance and on just life as, as a whole, I guess, been impacted by your processing through the injury and kind of coming through that healing? Yeah. I think that injury just brought on a lot of awakening and like ground shaking things for me. Because reality had hit that I, you know, I'm not going to be a famous professional dancer who's still able to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So when that reality hit, there was like also a little bit of a faith crisis. Yeah. As is most of the time with injuries. And I think I just was able to really pull back, not like a healthy, like a little bit of a pullback, mm-hmm. but I was able to pull back really far and. I mean, really, it wasn't even me pulling back. It was definitely the Lord grabbing me by my armpits. And he was like, and it's time. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Good imagery there. <laughs> That's pretty much how it is my entire, like all my life. It's just the Lord grabbing my armpits. Like, no, nope, never mind. Over here. You don't need to say that. Come back. <laughs> so good. Um, but I just was able to lean, definitely lean more into him and just really surrender more of what I thought even fellowship with him was like and what dancing with him was like. And yeah, I know that my, my perspective has definitely changed a ton and probably more and than we can probably talk about in more in depth than, you know, I'm still even figuring out how to verbalize exactly what all happened in that healing time. But yeah. I do know that I'm grateful for just the Lord and his sovereignty and his fortress love. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for, like his word in the Bible and that I don't have to guess on what he says or what he means. Yeah. And it's just nice to go back to the root, like being pulled from dance. I've been able to just simplify a lot of life. Yeah. And so even just going back to the root of like, I just want the Bible, like not even worship music. I don't want what people are interpreting from the Bible. I simply just want, what does the Lord say? Mm-hmm. And just be with that right now. So that's definitely where I'm at in that came out of that journey and is translating into my life as a dancer and as an artist. It's like, I don't want to, who am I to interpret anything just because I want to interpret it? Like I, I want what the Lord says. Yeah. And I want, you know, I, I don't want to sugar up anything because he's holy and he's sovereign. Right. So it's been fun to like, I say fun been a little hard yeah. Um, yeah we use fun a lot don't we <laughs> but we do and I think it's a little self-defense mechanism uh-huh. um, <laughs> but it's been amazing actually to just step back and like really detox a ton of things from my life because as an artist we tend to fill our life with music and with other artistic things mm-hmm. and I definitely found that that was drowning out or cluttering up what I really needed, which was just the word of God, period. Nice. That's so good. That'll speak for sure. So there was something that you wrote, for those that are listening, when I'm like prepping for interviews, you know, I'll get some information from my guests beforehand, (laughs) getting a little behind the (laughs) scenes here, but, um, but something that, (laughs) exactly. Something that you wrote, Hannah was so beautiful. I was I was like, oh, I definitely want to touch on this briefly at least. But you said, I wouldn't be the woman I am without my ears dancing. And I wouldn't be the dancer I am without the other elements in my life. And hmm. I loved that a lot because it's it's so true because, you know, it's like it all yeah. is working together. And especially as artists, we can tend to put so much identity in our art form, whether that's like I'm a writer, I'm a dancer, I'm a you know musician yeah. or whatever. And yes, that's totally like a huge element of who we are and what we do. But I love that idea that it's all working together and it's yeah feeding kind of different elements of our lives so yeah yeah I definitely felt a little poetic when I wrote that I'm not gonna lie <laughs> it was so nice I was like wow <laughs> I was like oh girl good job there. <laughs> um but yeah no I would definitely would not be who I am without dance like at all mm-hmm. that's just a part of how my heart moves that's a part of how like I said at the beginning, like, man, I sure hope I'm the Moana grandma, yeah. like just dancing about when I'm older. Mm-hmm. But I also wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the dancer I am without all of the other elements in my life. And so it's just been interesting. And I definitely, I definitely don't want to say like, hi, I'm Hannah Ecker, a dancer. 
Yeah. Cause I, there's so much more mm-hmm. in who we all are. You know, we're not, you're not just Rachel Caldwell, former dance, like dancer, podcast, epic person who does all these epic interviews with all these epic people. Like, <laughs> you know, you're a wife and you're like Rachel Caldwell. Yeah. Period. Like there's so much to that. So I think it's just been a journey in detaching, you know, Hannah Eckert, comma, a dancer, right. detaching that from the end of my name. Yeah. Putting Hannah Eckert, period, and then letting the Lord like color in my name with who he says I am. So it's not just nice. black outline of Hannah Eckert. It's, you know, favorite colors of blue and like all these little sceneries of what makes me me. And it's not just a tutu around my name. Right. Exactly. I like that though. So, That'd be cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure I had a Hannah with a tutu around my name as a five year old. Yes. So at some point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so great. It's so probably why that picture came so easily to me. <laughs> I can definitely picture it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, good. Yeah. Yeah. As we kind of start to wrap up here, I'm curious, is there something that you'd like to share with other artists? I like to ask everybody that when they come on. Uh, that's always such a sweet question. I enjoy hearing everybody's answers yeah. when I listen to these. At some point, I'm hoping I can compile all those answers because that would be kind of cool. Oh, I can help you with that. Ooh, <laughs> thanks. That'd be super cool. Um Man, something to say to the other artists. I'd say don't be afraid to stop in the sense of like, man, if you're just a go-getter and you're going and you're going and you're like pushing for the Lord and you're like running a hundred miles per hour and you're on fire, like don't be afraid to stop for a second Mm -hmm. and like turn off all the music, take a break from everything and just sit down with the word and like just read what, God is like and read about who God is. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, this is me speaking to Christian artists. And I, yeah, I'd say just don't be afraid to like, even if your friends keep going and your company keeps going and your co, you know, your colleagues keep going, like if you need a time to just stop and turn off everything and just sit, do it because it's super sweet, mm-hmm. um, super uncomfortable at first. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie to y'all. <laughs> but there's something special when you turn off everything and just sit with the word and don't do it just for five minutes. Like give yourself a good season of doing that. Like do a full detox of everything and just go back to the basics and see what, see what he does. It's a pretty awesome journey. Love that. Thanks for sharing. So good. Yeah. So one question that I like to throw in at the end for fun is what is one of your favorite things right now? One of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, Oh my goodness. One of my, fa- I have so many favorite things. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to be super, well, I got a comforter from Target and I'm not going to lie. The color of it and everything yes. is probably one of my favorite elements in my life right now because it brings me so much joy That's and awesome. it is a form of art in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a small thing because we're like in our beds, a good bit of our lives. So <laughs> exactly. So I want, you know, it's something that's going to, Bring creativity and man, the color of this comforter is fine. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so what like color family is this in? Oh gosh, it's like in that like maroony, like mm-hmm. hippie red terracotta family. Nice, yes. nice. I can definitely pretty much envision the color of my soul. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> All the hippie colors. <laughs> That's a perfect favorite thing right now. <laughs> yes. So great. So practical too, you know. Right. You know, you got to love the simple functional things, man. A comforter that brings you joy is worth talking about. For sure. For sure. (laughs) 
So I would love to like let people get in touch with you if they're interested in kind of connecting. So what's the best way to, for them to do that? Yeah. So honestly, my Instagram is probably the best thing right now. Um, oh. I am planning to grow with a website eventually based on some key things in my life. So Sweet. honestly, if people just want to follow my, my exciting journey <laughs> of whatever yes. the Lord has in store, they should just find me on the Instagram. That sounds awesome. And then I'm always, you know, on the Mako stuff. So they can definitely find out more about the dancing side through Mako. Amazing. Very cool. I'll definitely link to those on the website. And like I said, I'm like circling all the way back to the beginning, but I enjoy following you on Instagram. So everyone else, you should check her out. It's fun. It'd be fun to see all y'all there. <laughs> yes. Well, Hannah, thank you so much. This has been so awesome getting to catch up and like hear kind of where you're at right now and just coming out of this kind of crazy year and a half season. So yeah, yes, I appreciate you. You guys, wasn't Hannah amazing? I just love her beautiful heart and the way that she just exudes joy and love to everybody that she's around. You can find all the links that we talked about today in the full show notes, as well as additional resources on our website, creativeimpactpodcast.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world if you would just take a few moments to rate and review the show in whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. You can also check out our Patreon community. The Patreon platform is a really cool way for you to get bonus content in return for helping to support the show. There's bonus content from over 20 episodes that you can find on Patreon, so I'd encourage you to check it out. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Impact Podcast. The music for the show was produced by Michael Cash. Until next time, remember that you were designed to create, made to inspire, Continue living with purpose and making an impact. See you next time, friends.